It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The BYU football program begins Big 12 play this Saturday at Kansas. How ready is BYU, and what if that Arkansas win gives them a false sense of security and pride going into this? Pride comes before the fall. We're talking about all that on today's show. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Thank you to all of you who are everydayers with us right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. By way of introduction, for any of you who may be checking us out for the very first time, we are your original daily podcast focused on all things BYU. And we are brought to you today by our title sponsor over at Game Time. Download the Game Time app now, create an account, and use the promo code Locked On College for $20 off your first purchase. We'll tell you a little bit more about uh, game time as we roll on later in today's show. All right, uh, let's acknowledge right off the top, if you guys are listening to me and or watching me, it might sound or look a little different. I am doing this remotely today. I had some other things pop up, and I'm trying to fit this in between some other uh, situations or issues, uh, some different appointments I have to uh, take care of on a Monday for our Tuesday edition of the show. We typically record them the day ahead of time. Uh, So thank you for bearing with me. The nice part is where I work in radio, we have a number of prod students. And I am situated in one of those up here in Salt Lake City. And of course, uh, plenty to talk about on today's show. Let's dive right in. BYU getting ready to take on Kansas on Saturday afternoon out in Lawrence. I am looking forward to making the trip. I'll be flying out Friday afternoon. I'm very excited uh, to be on hand for BYU's first ever Big 12 contest. It's some history uh, being uh, obviously achieved by BYU this Saturday when they play in their first Big 12 game. But uh, I had a couple of people reach out, some of you on YouTube. YouTube, a couple of them uh, via DM on Twitter. Also one in terms of just our, our postcast edition of the podcast uh, late last week, reaching out and saying, Jake, I'm a little bit concerned about BYU getting too big of a head off that win over Arkansas and then having themselves fall flat when they take on the Kansas Jayhawks. And I can say that that is absolutely something that you should be concerned about if you're a BYU fan. There is a, a chance that BYU could have that quote-unquote letdown when it comes to coming off the thrilling nature of the win over Arkansas, battling back from two double-digit deficits in that game, and then obviously having to go to Kansas and go out and prove themselves in their Big 12 opener. But I think that this is a BYU squad, at least just from my perception, that is uh, more mature uh, than I think we're all giving them credit for. And I think that they understand the task at hand. They have been hearing for so long, a number of these guys, guys like Max Tullier, fifth and sixth year seniors, who have heard from people for so long about the fact that BYU wasn't in a conference, they had nothing to play for. And when the month of October, their first loss came, the season was for naught. They were just playing for some also ran bowl game. Well, you know what? 
now it really counts. And that's the thing going to change the calculus for BYU. I don't care necessarily how uh, this game in particular against Kansas goes, but I'm looking forward to watching BYU this entire nine-game run of their first run through the Big 12 Conference just to see how BYU responds to being a part of a conference race. It is going to have stakes on every single game for BYU. They could be the spoiler in certain circumstances. Could they be the favorite if they were to put together a, a number of results in a row? Sure. All that is on the table right now as BYU gets ready to head into Big 12 play. But to answer the question at hand, is BYU setting themselves up to have a letdown against Kansas? I can't rule it out. I'll be frank. You you cannot rule that out for BYU. But I am hopeful that BYU's brain trust led by Kalani Satake, as well as his coordinators, and of course the uh, leadership council in terms of the players, they got 18 guys who are either captains or co-captains, those players and the coaches have to obviously take the lead on this and preach to the guys to a man. Uh, it's a term right there. Some of you are having some fun with this on social media, but preach it to a man that these guys need to understand what's at stake here. Obviously, there's a big time opportunity for BYU to make a very positive impression in their first game against the Kansas Jayhawks. I know the Jayhawks will be very fired up for this. Uh, they've already had their AD come out and say that uh, BYU fans are gobbling up tickets and they're expecting a fantastic uh, home, uh, not, not fantastic home field crowd, uh, a fantastic visiting crowd from BYU. Now, fantastic is uh, relative in the eye of the beholder because there will be some Kansas fans, uh, much like some Arkansas fans out there who are probably miffed at the fact that BYU has had such good representation on the road. Uh, I can tell you this much from BYU's era's past, both in the WAC and the Mountain West eras that I grew up in, uh, there was a big reticence. Uh, reticence or... How do I say that right? There's just uh, there were fan bases and teams in those two conferences that I guess resented. There was there was a resentment. That's not reticence. Resentment of BYU and the fact that they would uh, essentially come in and take over these games. The whole every game is a home game moniker that BYU has co-opted in the recent past. Well, it's been there for years. BYU fans, I got to give credit to all y'all out there. Y'all travel and y'all show up. To these games, and that is fantastic because it gives BYU a decided uh, more uh, comfortability when it comes to playing on the road. They know that their fans are going to be just as loud and boisterous as the home fans are. There were multiple instances when I was watching that Arkansas game that let's go BYU or BYU chants were filtering through on the crowd marks they had in the stadium down there at Razorback Stadium. I am fully expecting that same thing in Lawrence this weekend. I am fully expecting BYU to understand the magnitude of this game. Kalani Satake, during his media availability yesterday, said, this is a one-game season. We're going game by game here. And so he says, I know it's cliche to say that. I know it's a cliche answer to give you guys. He was speaking to us in the media core. But he also acknowledged the fact that these players need to understand there's history being made on Saturday as BYU takes on Kansas in their first ever Big 12 game. It's the reason why this is the lone away game I am traveling to this year. That's the thing about this is it's it's a historic moment. And I, I, for one, could not miss out on the opportunity. Now, I'll let you guys in on a little bit of a secret. I am expecting my third child uh, coming up in the next little bit uh, in the month of October. That's also part of the calculus as to why I am not traveling uh, as much this season. But uh, nonetheless, I was not about to miss this Kansas game for anything outside of the birth of my child. And if that happens, hey, you know what? 
things happen. But nonetheless, everything looks like I'm going to be good to go to go to Lawrence, and I'm expecting BYU to show up and play their absolute best in this matchup. I, I don't think that it is lost on Kalani Sitake, BYU's coaching staff, any of the staff members, the administration, as well as the 123 players on BYU's roster what is at stake here for the BYU Cougars? They know that they have a one-time shot, really, to make some history out here and make a good first impression in Big 12 play. BYU is still a pretty uh, sizable underdog if you go by the sports books. Our friends at FanDuel have had him as high as an eight-and-a-half-point underdog in the lead-up to this game. Do I expect that to come down a little bit as game time approaches? Probably, but they think that Kansas is a touchdown better than BYU, and I'm, I'm not going to lie. I think that's too big of a spread. Right now, on a Tuesday, I would take BYU in the points. Do I necessarily think BYU wins at Kansas? Uh, TBD, I'll have to do some more digging on that and kind of how my gut feels. You guys know if you're everydayers with us here on the podcast, you know I'm very much a, a gut feeling guy. When I get to Friday, typically I'll sit down and I'll t- let you guys know what my gut tells me about BYU's chances. My gut last week was absolutely wrong. I picked Arkansas to win a close one, 28 to 24. I always love eating crow when it comes to BYU proving me wrong. And I hope that they can do that again this week. And I am fully expecting BYU to rise to the occasion, go to Lawrence and put on a good display in front of the traveling section of BYU fans, as well as many of those Jayhawk fans who will also be in attendance out there at Kansas. All right, coming up here in just a minute. Saw some interesting grades from Pro Football Focus. The BYU offensive line has been under the microscope this season, and for good reason, obviously. I'm not immune to being one of the people that has pumped up this unit. I thought they were going to be very, very good this year. And so far, they've underperformed relative to expectations. Well, we have some metrics that explain uh, to what degree they are underperforming, and the hope is that they will continue to improve. We also have some depth chart notes from BYU's weekly depth chart release. We'll get to all that as we continue on right here on Locked On Cougars. Now, a quick word on our friends over at FanDuel. They've been working on this for months now. They are, of course, a proud sponsor of the Locked On Podcast Network. Of course, you can snap right into NFL action this season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book, because right now, new customers get up to $200 back in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. Simple as that, my friends. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you're thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The best part is you that app is easy to use. Uh, they pay out very quickly and there's a wide range of betting options including spreads player prompts over unders and many many more they have daily specials as well the best part is they've got everything you could want when it comes to your sports betting options so visit fanduel.com slash locked on and help kick off the nfl season with our friends at fanduel that's of course courtesy of fanduel an official partner of the NFL. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends over at Perry Homes. Uh, Perry's been working on this for uh, about a year now, almost maybe, uh, but the best part is they have got all the options for you guys. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or you're looking to upgrade to your dream home, anything in between, really, Perry Homes got the option for you, my friends. For 50 years, Perry Homes has been Utah's premier home builder with communities throughout the state. They have many communities, home designs, and price points all designed to help meet your needs. Perry Homes has beautiful communities in Davis, Salt Lake, Tooele, and Utah counties along the Wasatch Front. They also have multiple communities in Washington County near St. George as well if you want to get down to the southern end of the state. And they are offering over 50 unique home designs from Ramblers to two stories to townhomes as well. They even have quick move-in homes available if you're ready to move right away. And currently, they're offering generous, generous financing incentives through their preferred lender as well. So visit PerryHomesUtah.com to see what's new in Utah's finest neighborhoods. That's PerryHomesUtah.com to learn more now. For 50 years, Utah has been coming home 
to Perry Holmes. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars a part of your day, my friends. Thank you once again, as I often say, thank you for being everydayers with us right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Uh, the best part is I've got guys like True Brew Coog, my good buddy out there, who's saying that he wants to have a drinking game for every time I say uh, run rough shot. Another one, I remember who it was. I apologize. I don't have it up in front of me. On my Twitter feed, I uh, said that to a man should be one of the, the interjections. If you guys want to make a drinking game out of this podcast, all I all I can tell you is I know you guys are everydayers if those are the terms you're picking up on. And I, I frankly, I love it. I cannot thank you guys enough for the support. It means the world to me that you guys reach out. I've had guys like Tom Sorber, a guy I grew up down the street from quite literally in Orem, reach out to me over the weekend. I played golf with a, a great gentleman by the name of Wolf last week at Sleepy Ridge Golf Course. He's an avid listener and viewer of the podcast. It's uh, Jordan Huey. Uh, Jordan reached out and said, thanks for shouting me out on yesterday's podcast. And there are hundreds, if not thousands more of you who are just like that. And I just, I, I, It means the world to me. You guys would check it out, and thank you. Thank you for the support, as always. All right, uh, on to other topics here. Now, BYU's offensive line has been in the headlines, obviously, because there needs to be an Im- improved uh, product for BYU when it comes to their offensive line play. And we got some grades uh, from uh, Pro Football Focus. I'm pulling this up here on my phone because I, 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 it was actually easier to access via my phone. So I'm going to pull this up here. The PFF grades for the first three games for BYU's offensive line are not pretty. Now, these grades are obviously subjective. PFF has its own way of grading things. I've had multiple coaches tell me that they take issue with how PFF grades certain things. There are offensive line coaches, offensive coordinators, even head coaches who differ on the philosophy when it comes to PFF and what they would obviously grade their guys on. But according to PFF, the best offensive lineman BYU has through three games is Paul Miley, their starting center. He has a 68.5 grade through three games. Second best on the team is Waylon Lapuaho, the transfer in from Utah State at 65.4. The two holdovers for BYU from last year's offensive line and Kingsley Suomatia and Connor Pay are three and four in those rankings. Connor Pay at 61.9. And by the way, Connor's going to be on the show tomorrow. Uh, looking forward to catching up with him. And of course, uh, it's always a good, good conversation with him. By the way, if you have questions for Connor, feel free to drop them in the YouTube comments, email them to us, and we will work them into the show. He loves fielding questions from you, the listeners. So if you want to have that be a part of it, please do so. But Kizzy Sumatia, not too far behind Connor Pay, with a grade of 60.5 overall. And then Caleb Etienne, all the way down through three games at 42.8. That's an abysmal number for Caleb Etienne. And he's been abysmal in his grades every game so far this season. And we saw them make the shift early on in the second half against uh, Arkansas to move to Braden Kime. Now, Braden Kime's uh, grade is very much incomplete compared to the rest of these guys because he's played so few snaps in relative comparison, but his grade is 62.7. So if he had the requisite amount of snaps to match the other four guys on BYU's offensive line, he would be the third rated offensive lineman for BYU right now. Now, let me also say this. The grades in the 60s for PFF, they're not great. You'd rather have BYU have offensive line uh, play in the 70s or 80s when it comes to PFF. That's more of what BYU fans would expect, and that's more of what I would have expected from BYU's offensive line. Is there a chance they can increase this number and get better as the season progresses? Yes, and the, the expectation is that they will do just that. I thought they had moments in the Arkansas game. If you guys listened to my or watched my Monday podcast, I told you guys I saw moments in that game of absolute 
absolute brilliance, even for guys like Caleb Etienne. I thought he actually had his best game from my vantage point uh, as a Cougar, but it wasn't good enough apparently for BYU. Now, Kalani Satake, I asked him the question point blank, has Braden Kime taken over the starting job at right tackle? And he gave uh, one of his classic long uh, non-committal uh, answers saying that, well, there could be injury is a play. There could be reduction that's a play in that. But we have guys who want to compete. Great. I like competition. Well, the competition better start yielding better offensive line play because BYU needs to find a more consistent running game. I've been saying this since game one. You guys have been saying this yourselves since game one. BYU's run game has been downright abysmal. They are still mired in the two-yard per average range roughly across the board this season through three games. It's not good enough. The best BYU teams, and we talked about this last week, uh, that the, uh, Lewis Doe, of course, a longtime listener, sent us that graphic and said that BYU traditionally has never had five yards per rush on average only five times in the past 50 or some 50 some odd years that they have done that. But those have been some of the best offenses BYU's had, and they actually had in the last three years in a row, they averaged five yards per carry. What has happened this year? But it's just... Uh, I don't know. It's fallen off a cliff. And I know that Connor Pay, just in him talking on this podcast alone, you can tell that he is very eager to have better production for BYU overall from the offensive line. I think pass protection-wise, they're very, very good. I, I think the run game uh, production is probably dragging these grades down. But yeah, the highest is uh, Miley at 68.5. Speaking of Paul Miley, that's a that's a decent number, but you'd rather have your lowest guy be in the upper 60s versus your best offensive lineman, according to PFF, be in the high 60s. So like I said, there, there's still time for BYU to turn this around, but the level of competition BYU is taking on this season that's the concern you got to have also if you're BYU is that you're playing some absolutely incredible uh, just lineups coming up. You got teams like Texas and Oklahoma who are, of course, probably the two best, uh, I don't know, pound for pound uh, teams in terms of overall just talent, sheer talent on a roster that you have on this on, on this schedule. Kansas this week is no slouch, but every game from here on out for BYU has got very, very good athletes, and a lot of them are very, very good athletes on the defensive side of the football that BYU is going to have to obviously try and find a way to generate a run game through. I've said it on this podcast before, and I'll say it again. The passing game is probably going to have to open up more of the running opportunities for BYU. But at the same time, even if that's opening up lanes and you simply can't hit the holes or you can't just get the, the blocks right, whatever it is that's slowing BYU's rushing attack down, they've got to figure it out. And if Kalani Satake is right, the competition is still king. It wouldn't surprise me at some point here in the near future that more than Caleb Etienne's job is on the line. But uh, we'll have to kind of wait and monitor that and see how it goes, obviously, with Kansas looming this week. Now, a couple of uh, depth chart notes for you guys going into that Kansas game uh, are that uh, Tanner Wall has now ascended to being a starting safety for BYU per the depth chart this week. He has been running with the number twos uh, on the depth chart at free safety behind Malik Moore throughout uh, the preseason uh, period, as well as the first two weeks, of, uh, first three games of the season, I should say. But this week he is now listed as a starter in front of Malik Moore. Is that a performance issue? Is Malik Moore injured like Kalani Satake referred to? Some guys may not be a hundred percent capable of suiting up and playing, but just aren't necessarily uh, as good as they need to be to be the starters. Could that be the situation for Malik Moore? TBD. But Tanner Wall, a former walk-on, a converted wide receiver, is now BYU starting free safety opposite a fellow walk-on in uh, Ethan Slade at strong safety. Both of them, I thought, played fairly well against uh, Arkansas 
last Saturday. It's fun to see them living their dreams, obviously, and the hope is that they will continue to play well and obviously assert themselves atop that depth chart. But uh, I'm, I'm guessing that Malik Moore is not going to take that one lion down. He's been doing everything he can to reascend uh, to being a starter for BYU, but it's going to take some time, obviously, for him to re, uh, recapture that job. And hopefully, uh, the biggest thing is I hope he's healthy. That's the biggest thing. Crew Wakely, uh, Kalani Satake, he took that hit in the very first uh, play from scrimmage uh, for BYU against Arkansas. He said it's not a season-ending injury, but he's likely not to play against Kansas. He took a major shot to the side of the head. I would assume it was concussion-like symptoms, and obviously when it comes to concussions, they're very wary of putting the guy back on the field too soon, so they'll be very careful uh, in terms of keeping Crew Wakely healthy. Uh, other notes in terms of this depth chart. Cody Epps is now listed as an or, but listed second on the depth chart alongside Darius Lasser at wide receiver. I don't make much of that. A couple of you did on social media in that regard. I, I think it's a it's a, it's a non-starter for me, but uh, could I be wrong about that? Sure, I absolutely could be wrong about it, but I, I think that BYU is playing things the right way right now and trying to make sure that Everybody understands that no job is secure for the Cougars right now, and they also want to make sure the guys understand that, hey, if you're playing well, you will maintain your position on the depth chart. Um, then also, I guess one other minor, minor note, shouldn't be all that surprising, LJ Barton is your starting running back. Okay, breaking news, but uh, nonetheless, that that is something that's also there uh, to note this week. He is uh, the starter with Aiden Robbins and Deion Smith having an or between their names as the backup at running back for the BYU football program. All right, coming up here in just a minute, we will wrap up today's show with our weekly tradition. It is the uh, power, <laughs> the power five poll, the Big Twelve power poll or power rankings right here on Locked On Cougars. They're all subjective. They're my power rankings, but we're talking about those next as we continue on right here. Unlocked on Cougars. Real quick word on our friends over at Game Time. We talked about them a little bit earlier on, but the best part about Game Time, my friends, is they're here to help you guys buy tickets to the to your favorite events, no matter what you're looking for. Comedy, sporting events, uh, concerts, anything in between. They've got the options for you guys. The best part is they have flash deals and last minute tickets available to every event locally. They're easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in the area you're looking for. The best part is they have images of view, of seat view so you know exactly what to expect when you get to the venue you're headed to. And they offer a lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, as well as job loss protection even with the Game Time app. So forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. They get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball concerts, comedy theater, and many, many more. The best part is they have a game time guarantee that means you'll get the best price always. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you back 110% of the, of the difference, excuse me, 110%. All your money back plus some from our friends at game time. So get to the, uh, get online, download the game time app today, uh, create an account, use the promo code locked on college and get $20 off your first purchase using that promo code locked on college terms apply again, create the account and redeem the code locked on college for $20 off download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. 
Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars a part of your routine. Everybody, hope you had a fantastic Tuesday uh, whenever you see and or hear this. Uh, just a reminder for you guys, coming up on Friday, to make sure you check out the Locked On College Football Kickoff live each Friday on the Locked On channel. They go live from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern time. That is 9 to 11 a.m. Mountain time on every Locked On College YouTube channel. It's got all of the stuff you could want. Biggest matchups, uh, conference implications, uh, college football playoff odds. They got it all for you. It's two hours of pure college football. And the best part is it's available wherever uh, you get your podcast in terms of the, the YouTube channel, just like this one. So uh, make sure you check that out on Friday morning. All right. Uh, before we go on today's show, it is time for our big uh, 12 power poll and uh, Greg, I apologize. I've not gotten back to your email yet. Uh, Greg, one of our longtime listeners, I've shouted out a lot of people today, uh, shouted out a lot of people today, I should say. And Greg absolutely uh, takes the cake. And I apologize, Greg, that I have not responded to your email, but I'm going to give you a public shout out all the same. Uh, you've heard me talking about my power poll the last two weeks and talking about how I needed to create a graphic for it and have a way uh, to throw it up online. Well, I don't have a way to, uh, I don't have it in front of me on uh, this uh, computer that I'm recording today's podcast on. So I uh, hope we'll be able to implement that by next week but i cannot thank you enough for taking the time out of your day to create that graphic it's phenomenal work by you and i just uh, man people like you and i shout out like I said, i've talked about a bunch of people today but it's awesome to see the community we have built on this podcast and greg you deserve a big time shout out uh, for what you what you have done uh, to help out the show all right uh so time now for our big 12 power poll now uh BYU is going to move up in the rankings this week, obviously due to their nature of their victory in Arkansas. But this week, we're sticking with Texas at number one. Now, the Longhorns suffered a little bit of a scare early on against the Wyoming Cowboys, but uh, Wyoming has already beaten Texas Tech this year. They went to Austin and uh, put a scare into Texas, but the Longhorns recovered nicely and obviously rolled to a victory. Uh, they remain number one in my power poll. Number two, I'm going to put the Oklahoma Sooners there. They absolutely boat raced Tulsa. Very impressive stuff uh, from uh, the Sooners. Uh, it's crazy to think that the top two dogs, the two programs that people are afraid might be running this conference on their way out the door are doing just that, but there's still uh, 10 weeks of the season to go, so there's time for other teams to overtake them. Number three this week, I'm going to give it to UCF. I still think the Knights are being under uh recognized or just not necessarily getting the due that they are uh they should be receiving because they look very very good gus malzahn's got a good thing going in orlando uh i'm going to put ucf number three and then i'm going to come to our hometown byu cougars yes i've got the byu number four that was a very solid win over arkansas and considering some of the other shenanigans going on in the big 12 this uh past weekend well byu deserves to jump up in the power rankings this week let me be very clear about this these power rankings are very subjective week to week byu could go and fall flat on their face against uh, kansas and lawrence i could drop them to number 14 this week that that's how far and how quickly you can go up and down in these but they're very subjective so just uh, bear with me on that Number five in my power rankings, I've got the Kansas Jayhawks. I, I thought that they survived a scare. Now, they should have played better against Nevada because Nevada is not good. Nevada might be one of the worst teams in the FBS ranks this year, but Kansas got out of there with a victory all the same. I'm going to say Kansas number five. Then their arch rival, the Battle for the Sunflower State, has Kansas State number six this week. I, I don't think K-State did necessarily anything to really drop themselves all that much, but uh, like I said, it's subjective. I get to have some fun with this. So uh, big ups uh, to Kansas State on that front. Up next, West Virginia. Uh, the Mountaineers, very, very cool to see them uh, win the backyard brawl against Pitt. Uh, by the way, uh, 
Keaton Slovis should be very happy. He's no longer playing for Pitt. And Phil Jerkovic, uh, the quarterback that Pitt replaced him with, a guy that at one point people were saying had an outside shot at being a first-round draft pick, speaking of uh, Phil Jerkovic. He was like 34% completion percentage in this loss to West Virginia for Pitt. The Mountaineers, and I don't know if you guys saw this, I'm seeing in, uh, Sweet Caroline and some of the, you know, uh, expletives being hurled at Pitt uh, there in uh, Morgantown. Pretty crazy scenes, but at the same time, a big win for West Virginia. They're number seven this week. Number eight, TCU, the Horn Frogs, uh, checking in at number eight in my power poll. I had a debate between them, Texas Tech, and Cincinnati. And in all honesty, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to put a tie for eighth for all three of these squads. So eight, uh, t- a three-way tie for eighth goes to Texas Tech, Cincinnati, and TCU. I, I think all three of them are kind of bunched up right there. Uh, Cincinnati, by the way, has had a very very surprising start to their season. A lot of people were panning the Scott Satterfield hire. hire. I still just think it was a very questionable hire. When a Power 5 program like Louisville is like advocating for this guy to leave their program, uh, it should tell you something, but nonetheless, Cincinnati off to a pretty solid start this year. Now, BYU is going to see them a week. Uh, BYU is going to see them a week from Friday when they come to Provo for that uh, Big 12 home opener for the Cougars. We'll see what happens in that one, but I'm going to give it a three-way tie to Texas Tech, TCU, and Cincinnati. Uh, bringing us to number 11 in the rankings, I'm going to give it, uh, man, These this, this bottom four, uh, none of them are playing well right now. I just, I, it's baffling to me. I'm going to put number 12, uh, number 11, Iowa State. Now the Cyclones uh, are having their own issues. Uh, Matt Campbell is apparently trying to get into it with fans. I don't know if you saw that on social media over the weekend. A uh, fan said that you're on the hot seat and he turned around like he wanted to get in that fan's face. Luckily his players and some other administrators uh, peeled him away before anything uh, more was made of that situation. But there's some heat being felt by Matt Campbell there in Ames. And uh, I, I just don't think it's a good situation right now for the Cyclones. Uh, number 12 this week, Baylor uh, gets a little bit out of the basement, but not necessarily all that great. They beat Long Island. Woohoo! Way to go, Bears! You beat the Long Island, whatever they are. I don't even know what Long Island's uh, mascot is. Uh, but congratulations on you to getting off the schneid and getting your first win of the year. Uh, number 13 are the Houston Cougars moving up because... Uh, Oklahoma State is now ascended to the basement or fallen to the basement, I should say, in the Big 12. When you get dominated by South Alabama, not even on the road, at home, when South Alabama goes into Stillwater and just crushes the Oklahoma State Cowboys, Mike Gundy has got problems, folks. Quarterback play is not there for Oklahoma State, so welcome to the basement, Cowboys, and good luck getting out of that basement because it does not look like you have much of a chance. But that bottom four, like I said, OK State, uh, Houston, Baylor, and Iowa State right now, not a lot of good things going for any of those programs right now, but it's a very subjective thing. They can go out this week and uh, notch a big win and fly right back up the the, the power ranking. So, uh, Greg, apologies, I didn't get to use it this week, but hopefully next by next week we will have that graphic in place and be able to utilize it on our power poll. Uh, if you, by the way, if you have a reaction to this, you guys have thoughts where I'm dead wrong or you think I should have a team higher than somebody else. I love any and all feedback. Drop it in the YouTube comments. Uh, email me. Drop me a DM on Twitter. Uh, if you got my cell phone number, text me, whatever you got. I always solicit any and all feedback and cannot thank you guys enough for the support as always. So uh, that's going to do it for this Tuesday edition of the podcast. Just a reminder that tomorrow on the show, it is our weekly conversation with BYU team captain and offensive lineman, Connor Pay. Looking forward to hearing his evaluation of that Arkansas win, what the experience was like uh, down there uh, between the Razorbacks and the Cougars. And obviously his thoughts on opening Big 12 play finally against the Kansas Jayhawks. We'll have all that for you guys on tomorrow's podcast. So big thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen today. Thank you to all of you who are everydayers with us right here on the podcast as well. And until tomorrow, have a great rest of your day. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast.
See ya. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.